Thank you for joining us for this series, Well, Well, Well. Together, we'll discover how to have a healthy, prosperous soul. Welcome to the fourth session in our series, Well, Well, Well. I hope you've got your Bibles and your notebooks with you and you are ready to jump into this session with me. You know, in this series, we have seen that we are three-part beings, right? And we've been using these wood circles to illustrate that, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And we have seen that it is so easy for us to allow our soul and our body to take the lead in life. But that's not the way God intended us to live. He wants us to invite him to come and be the Lord of our lives. And when we do, his spirit comes and dwells within our spirit. And then it's his desire that we would allow our soul and our body to come into alignment with his spirit. You know, when we ask him to be Lord of our life, that word Lord, it means boss. And so we need to be letting him be in control of every area of our life, letting him lead our soul and our body as well. So that's what this series is really about. And in our last session together, we took time to talk about a particular aspect of our soul. We talked about our mind or our thoughts and how to bring them into alignment with the Spirit of God. And today we're going to talk about another aspect of our soul. We are going to talk about our emotions and how to become more Spirit-led in our emotions, okay? So, do you have emotions? I know you do. We all have lots of emotions, right? But where do they come from? Are they bad? They come from God. He created us with emotions. Jesus had emotions. He was moved with compassion. He wept. You see, our emotions in and of themselves are not bad. But what we do with them is so vitally important. Our emotions affect every area of our life, including our physical health. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 17 and verse 22. It says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Our emotions will impact our physical health. Our emotions also affect others. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25. It says, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. You see, the word of God is warning us to not hang out with someone who can't control their emotions. But if we are the person who can't control our emotions, that means the word of God is warning other people not to hang out with us. I don't want to be that person, and I don't think you do either. Our emotions are so powerful, and they will lead our lives if we let them. Have you ever seen someone who lets their emotions just lead their life? I mean, they walk into a room and whatever they're feeling in the moment is all over them. I think we've all seen it. I think we can all think of a person when they walk in, maybe they're 
exhausted. Oh, I'm so tired. They don't even have to say it because it's all over them. It's obvious just by looking at them. Or maybe they walk in the room like this and we know, oh, they're in a bad mood. They're mad at someone. See, so often we can let those emotions lead us, but that is not God's plan. I have to tell you, just this week, something happened that just really touched me so much. A woman in our church sent me a little video clip of her mother. Now, her mother's 92 years old, and this video was taken just shortly after she received a cancer diagnosis. And this woman, the 92-year-old mama, she is amazing and she is always full of joy. And this video was no different. So I play the video and I hear her daughter asking her, Mom, what's your favorite scriptures? And with this bubbly uh, attitude, she says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And... This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And she goes on to say, we can choose to rejoice in every day. No matter what is going on in your life, you can choose joy. And it was so beautiful. And I thought that's how God wants all of us to be. He wants us to be telling our soul what our emotions are going to be. That's exactly what she was doing in that moment. And what was coming out of her was revealing to others around her the supernatural joy of the Lord. That's how God wants each and every one of us to live. And we absolutely can. The Bible makes it so clear that we are not created to be led around and controlled by our emotions. Philippians 4 and verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We don't need to be anxious. We don't need to live life all wrought up with anxiousness going on in our heart. James 1.20 says that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You see, Scripture makes it so clear that our emotions are not to rule us. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can rule our emotions. In other words, bring them under submission to the Spirit of God and let Him take the lead in our emotions. So what does that mean? What does that really look like? Does that mean we just slap a phony smile on our face and ignore any other emotion? No, that's not what it means. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says that there is a season and a time for everything. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. What we need to remember is that seasons are just that. They're seasons. They're not intended to be forever. God created us to always be progressing, moving forward, letting go of what's behind so we can reach for what's ahead of us. And God wants to lead us in our emotions so that 
they are an expression of his heart rather than an expression of our flesh. I want us today to look at a few examples in the word and see how God can lead us in our emotions, okay? The first example I want to look at is actually a parable that Jesus shared, the parable of the prodigal son. Now, have you ever looked at this parable through the eyes of the emotions involved? Let's think for a moment about the son who leaves home, who squanders his inheritance, who spends it all on every indulgence until it's all gone. And then he winds up living with the pigs, eating out of the pig's trough. Can you imagine the shame he would have felt? The guilt he would have felt? Can you imagine how embarrassed he would have been? Those emotions could have so easily kept him from returning to his father's home. But he decided to lay his natural emotions aside and humble himself and go back home. And then there's the father. Think about the emotions that he would have had. I mean, he could have been so angry at this son. He would have been so hurt by what this son had done. He could have just been uh, full of anger and, and bitterness towards his son. But then when he sees his son approaching, what does he do? He doesn't hold on to pride. He doesn't say, oh, I can't believe you're trying to come back here after what you've done to me and this family. No, he lays it all aside. He lays all of his fleshly emotions aside. He humbles himself. He chooses to forgive and he runs to meet and embrace his son. And the two are united. They're reunited and there's a big celebration because they were willing to humble themselves, to forgive. But think about the other brother, the other son. What does he do? He's angry. He says, what do you mean he's just coming back in here? I'm the one that's been here. I'm the one that's been serving and working alongside you, Dad. And, and why are we celebrating him after what he's done? He allowed his anger, his hurt, his unforgiveness and pride to become a wedge in his family that prevented him from reuniting with his brother and, and it put a wedge between he and his father. When I think about this, it makes me realize how our emotions can make or break our family. Our emotions can make or break our spiritual family as well, our church family. You see, offenses will come. There will be plenty of opportunities to be offended, but that does not mean we have to pick them up. That does not mean we have to carry them. We can choose to let things slide off, to humble ourselves, and to see unity in relationships. When we let our emotions be led by the Spirit of God, we will become humble and forgiving. When we let our emotions be led by the Spirit of God, He will help us pursue unity and peace in 
our relationships. How we handle our emotions will determine the condition of our relationships. Let's look at another example in the Word. Let's look at the story of Esther. If you're not familiar with the story of Esther, let me give you the little nutshell. There's this guy, Haman. He's first in command to the king, and he has the authority of the king. So he issues a decree that all throughout all of the king's territories, every Jew would be put to death on an appointed day. Well, Queen Esther, she's Jewish, and she hears about what has happened and this decree that's been issued. And she's scared. She says, there is nothing I can do about this. I mean, that's not the way it works here in the palace. The queen can't just waltz into the king and talk to him about it. I have to be called by him. Or if I go before him, I have to see if he raises his scepter to receive me. And if he doesn't, then I'm instantly put to death. She's scared. She says, I can't do anything about this. But her cousin Mordecai says, uh, hello, wait a minute. Did you ever stop to think that just maybe you are there for this time? Maybe you are queen right now for this appointed time to do something about this. He says it could be that God's put you there for such a time as this. And so she says, all right, she pushes through the fear. She gathers other women around her and they begin to pray and fast and seek God for direction. And then when she feels it's time, she pushes through the fear once again and she approaches the king knowing that if he doesn't raise that scepter, she's going to be killed. She goes in and what does he do? He raises the scepter and invites her to come. Now, this is the point that amazes me because... I don't know about you, but if this were me, I think as soon as he raised that scepter, I would run in, I'd throw myself at his feet, I would pour out all my emotions, tell him everything. You can't believe what this wicked man Haman is doing, this evil plot he has devised. I would spew it all out. She did not do anything like that. She goes before the king and she invites him and she invites Haman to a banquet that she's prepared. Wow, a banquet. Okay, so they come to the banquet. And then, I don't know about you, but once again, I'd be thinking, okay, I made it this long, but I've got to tell him what's going on. And again, I would spew out all the emotions. But she didn't do it. She had such self-control. And she invites them back the next day to another banquet. So they come back the next day. And finally... She tells them what is going on, and God orchestrates every detail involved. Long story short, Haman is put to death, and all the Jews are spared. She saved an entire people group. This is huge. She did not erupt with emotion. If she had, that probably would not have happened. Instead, she went to God and took her emotions to him and sought him for wisdom and guidance. She ruled her emotions with God's help. When we let our emotions be led by the Spirit of God, 
we will seek his wisdom and his guidance, and he will give us self-control to walk out the wisdom he gives us. And in the process, other people will be greatly impacted. I can think of a time in my life when I was working with a woman who really had it out for me. She treated me horribly and I loved my job, but suddenly I found myself being miserable going into the office each day. And I thought, okay, I really want to tell this woman what for. I want to spew out all the emotions on her, but I know that's not the right thing to do and I don't want to lose my job. So I prayed and I said, okay, God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me see her through your eyes. I need you to show me what is going on within her underlying this behavior, causing her to behave in this way. And you know what happened? He did exactly that. He answered those prayers. He gave me wisdom. He showed me things underlying the behavior. He gave me specific things to start speaking to her, to melt her heart. It wasn't overnight, but I'm telling you, over time, God turned that entire situation around and we became great friends. It was miraculous. But I know firsthand that when we take our emotions to God and we ask him for wisdom and guidance, he will give it. He wants to give it. He's just looking for us to come to him and ask. Think about Paul with me, the Apostle Paul. All right, once he has his encounter with Jesus and he's preaching the gospel, life is not easy for him. He went through so many things. He was kidnapped, beaten, threatened, arrested without cause, falsely accused. He was imprisoned three times. There were six attempts to take his life. One of those, he was stoned so severely he was left for dead. I mean, he could have had every natural reason to be angry, to be resentful, to be fearful, to be depressed, to be anxious, to be consumed with self-pity. But instead, he just kept on pursuing God and pursuing God's purposes for his life. In prison, when most people would have given up, he wrote letters to encourage people to guide them in how to live in godly ways. Those letters ended up becoming almost half the books of the New Testament. You see, he did not let his emotions keep him from pursuing God's purposes. When we let our emotions be led by the Spirit of God, we will never give up and we will never stop pursuing God's purposes for our lives. How we handle our emotions will determine our legacy as it did for Paul. Paul wrote in those letters what he lived out. You know, one of the verses we started with today, Philippians 4, 6, you know who wrote that? Be anxious for nothing? Paul. He wrote that. He learned that he could take everything to God in prayer with thanksgiving. And then the very next verse that he wrote, Philippians 4, 7, says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul learned the secret to living in God's peace. And then in Galatians 5, Paul talks about the fact that 
the desires of our flesh and the desires of the spirit are opposing each other. And he goes on to talk about the works of the flesh. But then in verse 22, he talks about what is produced by the spirit in our lives. Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <clears throat> that is what God wants to produce in each one of our lives. You see, fleshly emotions are based on circumstances, and they can cause us to live like a roller coaster, up one moment and down the next. But the fruit of the Spirit is different. It's the nature and the character of God. And when we submit our soul, our emotions to the Spirit of God, we will then experience that supernatural joy and peace in the midst of any challenge we face. And we will supernaturally be able to respond to people and to situations with patience, with kindness, with gentleness, with self-control, when our flesh is really wanting to lash out. We will see the nature and character of God working in us and through us. Let's be women who continually grow in this process of allowing our emotions to come into alignment with the Spirit of God and let Him lead us in our emotions. I want to pray for you. Father, right now, we just come to you. And God, we just ask that you would help us be led by your Spirit in our emotions. Lord, if there are emotions that have been putting a wedge between us and other people, Lord, I pray that you would show us and that you would help us to humble ourselves, to forgive, and to see unity in relationships. Lord, I pray that that you would help us bring our emotions to you and seek you for wisdom and guidance like Esther did, and that we would see you work so supernaturally in the situations we face. God, I pray that, that we would be able to pursue your purposes and not get derailed because of emotions, not have emotions stop us in our tracks and paralyze us, but we would be willing to lay emotions aside and pursue your purposes no matter what, like Paul did. Lord, help us. God, right now we ask that you would be in control of our emotions. Help us to grow in this every day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we've got some discussion questions coming up, and I can't wait to see you in our next session.
Thank you.